0: Welcome to a Time Shifters Podcast Time Hop episode. We discuss something that might not warrant a full episode,
1: but we still wanted to share it with you. Hey everyone, and welcome to a Time Shifters Podcast Time Hop edition. I am, this is Christopher, and I am here with Tom. Howdy. I'm kind of excited because I think we're going to talk about one of our more interesting movies in a time hop. We stumbled across a trailer, or not a trailer, but a screener for A.K. Tolstoy's A Taste of Blood. Now, this film was completed in 2020, I believe, and it's been traveling through film festivals since then. And it is finally being released VOD and Physical Media May 10th. don't i have
0: any friends Se conocé las reglas. No quiero a nadie ajeno a la familia cerca de esta casa. Who are you? What was that? Es alguien que se convierte en un monstruo y se alimenta de sangre humana of his family. Grandpa, where are you going? If I don't go for him, he'll come for all of us. If I go This is not about coming back during the day or night. It's about the sunlight actually touching his skin.
1: I won't let them kill him. Where are they?
0: He'll come for you, and then he'll come for us. What?
1: Stop! Open the door! We have to go. No one can resist the hunger. I uh, will give you the synopsis that is from the distributor, which I think does a fairly fairly good job. Based on Alexei Tolstoy's 1839 short story, The Family of Vordalak, a taste of blood tells the story of a man who, after going off to kill a vampire, returns home at the magic hour between night and day. His family has doubts about whether he's still human or whether he's been bitten by the undead. His teenage daughter is determined to defend him but their doubts and fears grow as the darkness of the night approaches. That is, I guess, the main kind of story. But I think there's a, you know, there's quite a little bit more that goes on in this film beyond that.
0: Uh, yeah, and I think it misses something too, because uh, if I recall correctly from the watching, in this case, the said vampires only prey upon their own family.
1: Yes, this is actually very cool. The Verdelac, I looked it up, is a real thing out of Slavic folklore. Okay, it's often referred to as the Russian vampire, and it does exactly as it's described in the film—that it craves the blood of its uh, family members. Seems a little self-defeating. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I think you kind of run out after a while. Yeah, I, like what
0: what do, what does one do when they've
1: converted their entire family? Uh, but I thought that was interesting that it. Plays on a uh, you know a, a myth that I wasn't aware right. of. Right.
0: No, it was an interesting. It, it was vampire with a
1: with a take that we hadn't seen often, if ever. Additionally, I found it interesting because this movie was filmed in Argentina, and it is a Spanish English language film. Yes. And it's based on a Slavic <laughs> vampire. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, wow, that is—that's a heck of a mix. It's diverse. <laughs> yeah, very much.
0: <laughs> but yeah, no, I was—I uh, kind of was chuckling a little bit at that particular mix too, because for a minute there, uh, when you start watching it, um, as you point out, the younger characters are all speaking English. All the older characters are clearly speaking Spanish. I was expecting something Slavic. <laughs> <laughs> right, and the countryside that they chose could have been anywhere. So
1: yeah, yeah, I was gonna say. It, I mean, it's filmed in Argentina, but it literally could be anywhere in the world because uh, they don't. It, it's just any heavily forested, you know, in the middle of nowhere country house.
0: Right, anywhere that's maybe been neglected, run down, forgotten. Could be anywhere.
1: Uh, speaking of the, the you know the dubbing and then the subtitles, that is actually a complaint I'll have to go ahead and raise to the film because apparently their accents or something were so thick that someone, I don't know if the filmmakers or the distributors, went and redubbed them. Yeah, I noticed that. Which was very distracting. I would have much rather had this been a completely subtitled movie. Yeah. Especially, it was very distracting when the young girl, who was supposed to be like, you know, maybe 10, 11 years old, and she sounds like a... Thirty-something-year-old woman pretending to be a ten or eleven-year-old girl. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, she was supposed to be creepy one way or the other, so <laughs> I, I went with it. But yeah, it was clear that was not her voice.
1: As far as I can tell, it does look like they actually dubbed whatever it is they were saying. Nothing was changed. It it, it matched their mouth movements. It just sounded. They sounded like they were recorded in a room, not in a old farmhouse. Yeah. Or
0: outside. Yeah, no, I mean, it was clearly outside of what was taking place in the action and all that.
1: Really, I only have like two complaints on the film, I think, is that is the dubbing is one. And then the um, rather obtrusive heavy metal soundtrack that they would occasionally sprinkle in.
0: Yeah, the, the, the music
1: did not fit. I feel like someone was trying to make this like contemporary and edgy but instead it just makes it feel dated and and an imitation. The soundtrack would have fit better on a film that came out of the 80s. You're watching what could be either, if not a period piece, but it's
0: supposed to be more dark and solemn and all that, and here comes the Lost Boys soundtrack over the top of it. <laughs> like,
1: yeah.
0: uh, yeah, these don't go together. <laughs>
1: that being said so that kind of like that's like the bad for me kind of pushed out of the way overall i i kind of liked this film yeah i thought this one was actually pretty good it was really well shot it did not f- have the feel of a low budget independent film which i'm guessing maybe it wasn't low budget but i'm sure it was a moderate budget yeah uh maybe it was low budget but they did right by keeping it set in one location effectively and not really having to wander from that minimal as far as like uh, visual effects and stuff like that. A little bit of makeup, which was fine. You know, you needed something.
0: Well, and their take on the look of a vampire was actually rather, it, it was unique and and I, I dug it. They, they do this transformation around the face, around the mouth in particular. Uh, aside from the fangs, you get kind of this distorted skin, these nodules on the skin. And it, it was it was creepy without being over the top. And it was different than what you're used to seeing. I like
1: that. Whenever I go into one of these films, one of these screeners we get when it's a, a horror theme, I'm expecting lots of gore. Right. You know, I'm expecting there. And then when you mentioned that now, oh, he may be a vampire, I'm thinking, oh, brat. You know, there's people, there's going to be throats getting ripped out left and right and, you know, hearts getting pulled out of chests and eaten like an apple. I mean, this is the kind of stuff I come to expect. And this one's very subtle and subdued when Mm -hmm. it comes to that sort of stuff. I mean, there's. Is there really any blood spill that we see some on the ground which right. we are to led to believe came from a horse. Uh we see someone leaning over a body and i think they have some blood on their face but that's it. I mean this is like tv level uh, a allowed amount of uh blood.
0: No, it definitely uh played more to the suspense the it mm-hmm. is what we're is what is happening, really what is happening.
1: So Right. And you know, I sent you the the uh, the link to the screener mm-hmm. along with the trailer, and I, I said it like I'm I'm afraid after reading the synopsis and then watching the trailer, I was afraid they've actually given something away. This the some of the synopsis that was in that email was about, uh, or in the trailer, I should say, was kind of like it led you to believe there was like a misdirection. Like, there was going to be a twist. Like, the whole time you're thinking one person was the vampire, one... Oh, no, no, it's this other person. And I'm not going to give any elements away or anything like that. And maybe I am slightly, I guess, by coming up with this. But I I was really happy that I was not spoiled by the trailer.
0: Right. No. uh, uh, Well, good trailer,
1: then. It sucked you in without doing it. Yeah, they gave us enough to make us want to watch the movie without telling us the movie.
0: I have my own little negative in, in this, something that did kind of suck me back out of this one, though, and unfortunately, uh, I'm not going to give anything away, but it does take place essentially during the climax of the film. There's sense of passage of time toward mm. the end is a little off. There is a fire that is set, and it's daylight out, and it's set in a house and then they come back to said house after dark, and that fire hasn't devoured that house. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, what? What? <laughs> What's going on?
1: So, yeah, Plaster homes. I, I don't know. Sure. I, I, I,
0: I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, no. Our, our heroes feel like they've done something to affect... To a change that they're trying to do. There is a fire set, and it seems to take way too long for that fire to, uh, to kind of build.
1: Yeah, and, and in the end, it doesn't really have that much in the way of consequence either. Um,
0: no, even when we return to find the fire actually aflame, it plays no real part in anything other than to just kind of set a mood. So I was sucked out of it at that point because I'm like, wait, what? How how much time is passing? What's going on? I don't understand at that point. I mean, I I got back in after they did that, but that really did just kind of throw me.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to. Um, outside of the of the complaints that I had, I'm not going to say that beyond that, it's it's a great and perfect film. <laughs> no. um, uh, it, it's maybe has some slight. Yeah, like you were saying, just sort of like, hmm, yeah, I don't know if that's how that would work, or wait, where are we, and how much time has passed, there are, there are moments like that, or just simply, wait, what's that person's motivation for doing that, and why is everyone so apparently okay with it? <laughs> well, yeah, and this is a movie
0: of family secrets and things happening and all that, so stuff that happens early in the film, you're kind of like... Why? What what's going on? Why and and you you get a little bit more of it, but I don't know if it, it it's satisfying. Like the there's some treatment toward the the teenage daughter that doesn't
1: play against how everything kind of turns out. There are a character or two that just for me, unless I miss something, kind of disappears. Uh, the father goes out to hunt who he claims to be a a vertilac yeah and he he returns and i guess we're to assume that he got him (laughs) because we don't see him again don't we i don't believe so
0: so i don't want to give anything away
1: (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) we'll we'll talk about that one off mic i think (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah uh, 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 apparently i forgot something i watched this all of like two two three nights ago and apparently i've already forgot a major <laughs> plot point
0: yeah uh, fo- folks uh, we're we're just telling you this is an interesting take on the zombie or zombie the, the vampire genre um and yes uh, i think uh, i think our friend
1: christopher here may have missed a, l- a little something but Maybe I blinked a little longer than I thought. Uh, <laughs> might have been point. a late night. It might have it <laughs> dozed off a little too soon. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but this is one that, uh, unlike quite a few of the time hops we've watched and we've brought to you where we've been a little bit more, well, yeah, if you've got nothing better to do, go and check it out. I, this is I, this is one where I would really recommend going ahead and giving it a shot. Yeah. If you If it comes across a streaming service, or if you find the DVD or Blu-ray, you know, fairly inexpensive somewhere, yeah, go ahead and grab it and give this one a whirl.
0: Yeah, especially if you're looking for that kind of timeless, otherworldly kind of take on it. And I don't mean otherworldly like that. I mean it, this could the, the the interesting thing about this, especially with the family dynamics, the old farmhouses, the the older cars uh, and such. It's completely uncertain
1: what year this might actually even be.
0: Other than the fact that they do have smartphones.
1: Yeah, good point.
0: That's the I, I, I had almost forgotten that they did have smartphones. Otherwise you wouldn't have clue one.
1: Yeah, yeah, you would have no idea that this actually takes place in the 20, in the late twentieth or early twenty first century. It
0: could have been any time in the past hundred years almost you would have you would have been able to convince me
1: right up until they use the flashlight on their phone. <laughs> yeah, because the the uh the newest automobile is maybe 80s. I guess the truck. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, the the truck, truck I think is maybe 80s, maybe, 90s, 90s maybe. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah look, I mean, you could blink and and forget how old the truck was. So
1: Yeah. But it could easily just be this uh one of these movies that t- takes place in this alternate world sure. where time means nothing and happens all at once <laughs> you kind of thing. It
0: would explain the, the, the coming across the things that look like they should be modern,
1: but they're all burnt out and old. So check out AK Tolstoy's. I can't say that name <laughs> right. AK, Tolstoy, Tol, Tolstoy. AK Tolstoy's A Taste of Blood. Uh, yeah. Comes with a, I won't say a high recommendation, but maybe just a step below.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it's worth a view.
1: This is one we don't want to spoil everything about, so we're going to kind of quit talking about it now. Uh, so sorry, if this is a really short time hop, but <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when we actually like the film. <laughs> we're not going to give it all away. <laughs> yeah, and we want you to go out and watch it. Yeah, we we can't we can't ruin all of it. <laughs> so. Uh, if you want to hear about a film we most likely will ruin for you, uh, come back in another week when we discuss 1978's made-for-TV version of The Time Machine. And we'll see how the 1970s treats H.G. Uh, Wells' novel. We'll talk to you guys then. Bye. See ya.